this is Deidre Crawford Greathouse, and you are listening to my friend Joe Taylor on Faith's Edge. When I was in, in mainstream, I, I only really cared about the one hour on stage. As long as I can get that right, um, don't talk to me about the other 23 hours. But, you know, God doesn't work that way. It's holistic. It's, um, it's really in, in every area of your life. God cares about every last minute, not just one hour, not just Sunday mornings, not just one day a week. God cares and wants it all from you. Thank you to Deidre Crawford Greathouse for the introduction. Deidre is a phenomenal singer-songwriter that is certainly making an impact in contemporary gospel music today. Well, hello. Welcome to the 85th episode of On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations about God and living a life of faith in Jesus Christ. Hey, I am really excited about the redesign of our website at onfaithsedge.com. We changed it to a cleaner, uh, responsive format. I really think you'll like it. Go over and check it out at onfaithsedge.com. Browse around and let me know what you think. On a uh, on a very serious note, as this show is released today, uh, 9-23-2017, the Houston, Texas area is recovering from the devastation of the massive Hurricane Harvey. At least 45 people are confirmed dead, and uh, the economic toll is estimated in the tens of billions. I have a handful of friends in the Houston area, including my good friend and, a, in fact, a friend of the show. He's been on the show, singer-songwriter Chris Whittington. I reached out to Chris this past week, and he and his family are safe, but that's certainly not the case for thousands of other families. Uh, if you're led to provide assistance for the people of the Houston area, uh, I would ask that you send money to Matthew 25 Ministries. Prayers are important. I'm praying for the families and the situation down there, and so is money. Matthew 25 Ministries is a tremendous faith-based organization that deploys emergency assistance to disasters across the globe. They are a lean and efficient group, and your contributions will be used wisely. Their website is m25m.org. That's m25m.org. I'll put the links in uh, I'll put that link in today's show notes. I am still accepting submissions for the new Your Story segment. If you want to share your story with your fellow On Faith's Edge listeners, just go to onfaithsedge.com slash your story. Again, that's onfaithsedge.com slash your story. I really love bringing you engaging conversations about faith. If this show entertains you, encourages you, informs you, or brings any value to your life in any way whatsoever, will you please consider financially backing the show? And the best way you can do that right now is to use any Amazon link at onfaithsedge.com. We'll get a modest commission for the purchase, but it doesn't cost you a penny more. Well, today's guest is Orlando Rodriguez. Orlando Rodriguez is an artist who can't separate his performance from his song or his life from his message. An innately talented singer-songwriter, Orlando experienced his first taste of success in the music business as a lead singer of the urban pop group Pump, where he shared the stage with some of the biggest names in the industry, including Backstreet Boys, Destiny's Child, and NSYNC. 
He advanced his music career one step at a time, touring relentlessly. He honed his craft as a singer-songwriter, learned the art and science of producing, and became a real student of the entertainment industry. After coming to the realization that he hadn't fully dedicated his talents to the Lord, he laid music at the altar and allowed God to restore it in his time. In today's show, we'll talk about the amazing story behind his song, Just One, and the tragedy prevented by by just one God-led conversation. We'll talk about the one-hour difference between the worlds of secular music and Christian music. You got a little taste of that in the preview. And of course, we'll, we will talk about Orlando's new project, Turn the World Off, and the impact it's making, and how you can get a free copy. I don't think we can talk about Orlando Substance Rodriguez without discussing the time with Pump. First of all, what's up with Substance? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, uh, and that's still kind of my, my uh, that's still kind of my nickname, production name, I guess, if you will, with when I'm uh, on the producing side of things. But it just stands for um, going beyond what you see. And, um, you know, that's really what, what faith is, is going beyond what you see. And so substance is really, uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's the essence of something. And so my essence comes from Christ. And so um, that's the name substance. So have you always, have you always used the, uh, that uh, moniker? No, not really. Um, you know, I actually started out, as you said, you know, with the, the time and pump. So I, I, you know, I started out um, in mainstream, um, had a strong conversion um, over to the Lord. Wasn't even sure if I was going to do music after that. And um, when I started doing uh, Christian music, that's when I started uh, going under the name Substance. But at the time, it was more like um, a music that was, you know, a little bit more, you know, right now my music is urban gospel. And when I started out, it was kind of, it was in the gospel realm, but kind of gospel hip hop. And I was experimenting with a, little, a lot of different, um, you know, uh, types of sounds, I guess. Um, and so, you know, now as the Lord has sort of matured me in, into this season um, and kind of launching me in, into the fresh and new um, substance rena- remains a nickname, but not something I go go off in terms of just my regular uh, just remember my, my regular street name now. So plus it's really, really cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned your time with pump. You shared the stage with backstreet boys, destiny's child in sync. Tell us about these years with pump. No, those are uh, kind of like my late teen years. Um, you know, it was definitely exciting to, you know, learn a lot about, you know, the music business and cut my teeth on, on some, on some shows where, you know, there's quite a bit of people coming out. Um, I did learn a lot, you know, you learn a lot, how to, how to deal with people, how to be grateful for opportunities and and things of that nature. But, um, the interesting thing about, you know, that time is that the bigger that that got and the more opportunities that we got, the more I realized that something was missing for me personally. And, um, you know, that something just happened to be that I had not dedicated my time and talent to the Lord. And so, um, you know, I, you know, I, I did enjoy my time. It was, it, it was a great experience, but, um, you know, what I'm doing now, um, is that much greater because regardless of crowd size or, you know, how well received something is or, or not, um, just knowing that you're impacting people for the Lord is really what it's all about. And so I found home as a Christian artist. 
you were a you were really a rising star with Pump. I mean, uh, you were playing to thousands of people. Uh, the trajectory was nothing but up at this point, and you had a change of heart. What right. was the catalyst behind that change of heart? What? How did you go from rising star with Pump to Christian singer, songwriter, and producer? Well, anything you know, it's just anytime you're dealing with um, outer success, you're also dealing with you know, your own personal life and how, how that translates, you know, to, to your life. And so for me, um, you know, even though I was having a good time and as you're saying, it was, it was a situation where things were going in a positive direction. Um, you know, there was just, there was just something missing. And I think that as a creative person, you always want to know that your creativity is making an impact, I think, regardless of genre. And there's no greater impact than um, that of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, you know, when when I um, when I had my conversion over to the Lord, you know, I, uh, I I actually got my conversion through the Word of God. I was I was going through sort of a sort of a career transition because I was thinking about maybe going more um, as a solo artist, and I just had you know a lot of different thoughts going on, and um, you know, I just I realized that you know, I really needed, I, and, and I, I want to add this, I, I grew up in a Christian home too. So I had that perspective already. So it's not like, um, I didn't understand who God was or, you know, it was some kind of foreign concept. So for me, um, what I decided to do was I said, you know, I really want to read the entire word of God. So I read it from Genesis to Revelation. When I got to the book of Hebrews, it just really impacted me as I saw the picture of who Christ is and what he did for me. And, you know, that, that was it. I, I decided, you know what, I want to, I want to dedicate all my time, my time, you know, back to the Lord. And at the time I wasn't even sure if that really meant music. I just knew that I wanted to be involved with some type of, you know, ministry or, you know, kingdom minded uh, situation. So it wasn't, it wasn't even, you know, in, in my mind, it wasn't something that had to be with music. I put my music on the altar. I had my Mount Moriah moment, you know, um, Abraham took Isaac to the altar. I took my music to the altar and said, God, if you never give it back, that's okay. And, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I was just so fulfilled in realizing that the word of God and my experience with God was so fulfilling that the music at this point had become secondary. And then several years after that, um, the music started to come back around and God gave it back to me. And so, you know, that's where, I'm, that's where you find me today. So was there a, was there a particular moment uh, that you can single out that, that you said, I'm done, I, I need to, I need to seek God's face or was it kind of a slow fade away from, uh, away from secular music into, uh, exploring and renewing your, your walk with God? That's a, that's an awesome question. Um, not a question I get every day, by the way, and that that's, you're you're digging, you're definitely digging in deep here. So, as a part of that whole thing, the one thing I I didn't, um, I guess I gave kind of a gloss over. I gave you the the, the airplane view, but if you dial uh, deeper in, so far as like an actual moment, there was. I had actually um, taken my first um, day gig in entertainment, if you will, as a, a booking agent. I was trying to learn more about the business side and still pursuing artistry and everything was, um, I had, I had decided to, as I was talking about being in a transition, I had decided that I was going to move sort of 
in a, a solo direction, but that direction was still going to be pop, secular, mainstream. That had not changed. And as I was reading the Word of God and as I was praying, I was spending about an hour in prayer every every morning. I started having dreams, um, but I couldn't remember the dreams. And then there was one night that I I heard a voice in my dream. I don't actually remember the, the total dream, but I do remember waking up and hearing I was in my dream. I was hearing something saying, I gave you this talent for a reason. And, um, if you don't move in the direction of why I gave you this gift, I'm going to cut your time short. Now, I don't know what I, wow. I woke up. Oh, <laughs> and I was no longer a secular artist. I said, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've had enough of that. <laughs> and so, um, that was sort of the, that, that was sort of the, you know, the Holy Spirit gave me the home run ball on that one. So I was just like, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I was That's just, the God yeah, got one there, moments. man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the smack in the face, you know, but it was still, it was still the, the, the substance of what was happening in my life was the word of God. You know, the fact that I was reading the word of God and that I was, I was really, um, I just love the word. And so, and that that experience, if you want a singular moment, that was sort of life changing. You know, that was definitely it. I have not uh, worked on any secular mu- music after that day. Matter of fact, some of the catalog I had, I went the next day. I said, you know, just in case, I'm gonna start. I took all my my CDs and I I dumped them. I said, you know, this is a whole new direction for me, and um, and we'll just see what we'll just see what that what the Lord has in store. So you indeed had a line in the sand moment, didn't you? I did. Um, now that you're pointing that out, you know, I think when you get away from it for a while, like you kind of, you know, you're, the testimony's ongoing. So it's like, you're not necessarily thinking about what happened, you know, so many years ago, but um, yeah, I did, I did have that. And, and I think that that was um, very impactful, but I do feel very strongly that had I not had that, you know, line in the moment, I still felt like the spirit of God was working on me. And it was just a matter of time before, um, I was just totally consumed with God. So God is good in that way. You know, you know, the more time you spend in prayer, the more time you're in the word, you know, he's, he's inexhaustible. So it's like, you're always learning something new. And that's what I love about it. Is there anything you miss about that world, the connections, the relationships? No, because I mean, at the end of the day, God gives you the desires of your heart, and as the desires of your heart change, as you as you're wanting to reflect Christ more, um, you're you're not desiring um, that. And, and actually, in my experience, it's, it's interesting because all the things that I wanted from that experience, God has given to me in this experience. I enjoy being out in front of people. I enjoy interacting. I enjoy, um, you know, answering. Um, emails when someone says that, you know, the music was, you know, was, was impactful to them and all that. And so I, there's a lot of, you know, things that in my training, you know, um, kind of like Moses and the Pharaoh's army, you don't lose all of your training. So there is, you know, I can't give you a percentage, but there is some percentage of what you learn. You know, you learn how to hold a microphone, you learn what compression is, you know, what limiting is in the studio. A lot of those skills, um, are transferable, but, um, what's most important is the why, why are you getting up every day to do this? And so I do love music. I do enjoy it, but I was 
I was at a point in my walk and my faith that, you know, music was not as paramount as, you know, what I needed to discover in my faith with God. And so my perspective was, you know, if music comes back, great. But if not, um, what I do know is that I'm committed to the Lord. So, you know, um, there's really nothing to miss because God has really given me everything and everything's sort of come full circle. And I still believe that, you know, I'm growing and this is a, this is a new season for me now too, because so many doors have opened. So it's, it's really exciting. And, um, I just think that God, God has a way of, of, uh, providing everything that we need. And, you know, he's, he's a resource that, you know, when you really tap into him, he does give you, does give you all that. He won't give you beyond what you can handle, but he's definitely going to give you, you know, some of those desires. So I do feel blessed. There's not a lot to think about or not a lot to second guess. If, 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 um, if you can see where I'm coming from with that. Absolutely. You mentioned, you mentioned a minute ago, uh, the why that gives you, uh, I think this is not, not exactly what you said, Orlando, but the, the spirit is, is correct. The why that gets you out of bed in the morning. What is your, what is your why now versus what your why was? So um, one easy way to explain it is that, you know, when you're a mainstream artist, you tour albums, you tour, you know, you put out singles, you, you tour albums, and that's really the point of what drives the conversation that's what you're getting people out there for and that's what you're sharing um and so the tour becomes an an extension of the album when you're doing music ministry you don't really need an album because your whole your why is is uh, really two things edification to the body of christ and uh also evangelism to those who don't know him. So you're, you're doing one of those two things. You're either edifying those who are walking with them and, and reminding your brothers and sisters in Christ that, Hey, we've made the greatest choice we could ever make. And let's continue this race. Let's, let's continue walking this race together. You know, to those who don't know Christ, you're making that introduction. You're, 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 you're sharing the gospel. That, that is the purpose. That is the why. And the music is really just a soundtrack to that. The music is an extension of that. So, the music um, is tying into the gospel message going out um, as opposed to the tour supporting the album. The album now supports the ministry and it's kind of, yeah, that's how I see it is that, you know, your, your, your 23 hours off stage now matter. You know, um, when I was, when I was in, in mainstream, I, I only really cared about the one hour on stage. As long as I can get that right. Um, don't talk to me about the other 23 hours. But, you know, God doesn't work that way. It's holistic. It's, um, it's really in, in every area of your life. And so it really consumes you holistically. And, and that's the main difference. A couple of weeks back, a friend of mine sent me a copy of Orlando's album, Turn the World Off. And the best I can describe the project is pure, pure melodies, pure vocals, pure message. Well done, Orlando. Is there a significance to the title, Turn the World Off? Yeah, turn the world off is uh, it's a uh, it's a title that it, it just basically means that you know finding out what what it is that God is doing in this season of your life and basically eliminating all the other distractions. It's so hard sometimes, you know, because you know life has all these different things that you know can pull us in in many different directions. And I think um, you know myself and, and and probably all your listeners could could relate to you know just you know what is God doing in this season? 
and how can I focus on that? And so turn the world off is really about, you know, not listening to all the noise, but being able to get to a point in your life where you're really hearing from the Lord and pursuing that, which he's called you to do in this particular season and being focused on that. So that's, that's what the album, that's what the album represents. And that's what the album represented to me as I was putting it together, because this is really what I felt called to do in this season. And so I had to, you know, focus my time and attention on, you know, being able to put this out, you know, really by faith. This is your, uh, this is your debut project. Yeah, this is, this is my debut into urban gospel. Um, as you had stated already, I was doing music before. Um, so I've put albums out before, but so far as, um, you know, Christian, you know, urban gospel music, this is, this is my debut into that. I did put, um, a gospel hip hop project out a while back. Um, and then I had, um, several other albums before then, but yeah, this is, this is, this is like my start really, because this is where everything I'd worked on, everything that I have done in my life to this point is really culminating to this moment where now there's so much clarity, you know, in my life in terms of like, you know, how God is using me and what, what it looks like, sounds like the messaging. So yeah, this is, this is my introduction. Well, it's a good introduction, man. Like I said before, the best way I can describe this project is pure, pure melodies, pure vocals, and and a pure message. I really like your there. Uh, the fun, eclectic, living, blessed, and just one is fantastic. And in, in fact, there's a story behind just one. Yeah, yeah. There, I can see you picked up on that, huh? <laughs> no doubt. There, I mean, there's there's a lot of stories that go that go into the music, but you know, I can share a little bit with that. So. No, I, I had gone um, uh, on the road um, with, uh, you know, basically just touring a bunch of churches and things like that. I'm trying to remember now exactly the state that I was in. I know it was, I, I want to say it was, uh, it was either Iowa or Minnesota, which any of your listeners that are in there to say, hey, how can you confuse one for the other? Please forgive me on that one. But I just, <laughs> I was, I was one of those areas. I went up and I, I did a performance for a youth group. Uh, we uh, put a concert on and it was one of those nights where it wasn't a, a, a largely attended event. And so um, most of the time I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of immune to, you know, whether it's a thousand people, 10,000, whether it's 50 people, you know, where I'm, I'm kind of, I'm one of those artists that I just, I just enjoy, you know, being able to share the gift regardless of, of where it's at. But this particular day, I, I think I was just feeling kind of like, you know, just kind of talking to God about, you know, putting in, you know, you're on the road and putting in this, all this effort. And I just, I was just desiring to know, like, is this really making a difference though? You know what I mean? Regardless of, you know, the outer, you know, the schedule and how many people show up. And so this particular night, there might've been 20 kids. Like I said, it wasn't a, a, a large event, but after the event, one of the young men came up to me and um, said, you know, I want to be, I want to be a rapper. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then he, but he said to me, he said, but I want to do regular music. And I'm like, regular music, what's that? I said, regular music is when you're dedicated to the Lord. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's the one that gave us the talent. So that's what's regular. So we were talking and um, I just asked him, I said, you know, are, are you, are you in a committed re- relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, are you, are you saved? And he kind of looked at me and he said, I don't think so. I said, wow. And um, I said, you know, how do you feel about that? And we were talking about it and 
he conveyed to me that, you know, that he did, that he did want to dedicate his, his, um, his life to Christ. So I prayed with him. I told him, I gave him some instructions. I said, go back to your youth pastor and, um, your youth pastor is going to kind of give you some direction as to, you know, how to take this decision that you're making right now. And, um, and, and, and how to walk forward with that. A couple of weeks later, I got a call from the youth pastor. like, what did you tell him? You know, he was our problem child in our youth ministry. I said, oh, really? And uh, anyway, long story short, he had actually already purchased the gun, was going to go to the local school and do a shooting. I mean, it was just, it was, there was a lot of things going on there that I didn't realize at the time. And God taught me a huge lesson in terms of the value of what you do and the impact of what you do. And, um, ever since that moment, I just trust God with every, every opportunity, every opportunity to, to share my faith, every, every concert. And I just realized it's in his hands and, um, he may be doing something way bigger than I realized. And so that's where the song just one was born, where I realized that if, even if I just reach one person, it could be a really big deal. That's an amazing story, Orlando. Have you, have you maintained contact with this kid or, or updates or anything like that? I have not. I mean, that's a great question. I, I have not. Um, I maintained contact with the youth pastor for a while, and I think he had made, may have moved on to another ministry. So far as that, that young man, I don't have, I don't have a, um, I have not maintained contact. You know, I, at the time when I had, when I had left, I didn't get his information or anything like that. Cause I didn't think yeah, you were just our in interaction moment. was very meaningful. Yeah. We we're just kind of like, Hey, you know, so it was later on when I got the call and I was like, wow, that was a, a lot bigger moment than I realized. And that's when I just, you know, I was just thinking, man, God is, he's so powerful. He can just orchestrate things and he, he could be working on something. You don't even realize it. And then you're thinking things like, oh, you know, was it making an impact? You know, you're, you're putting in the effort. And so sometimes, sometimes you have those moments and I think that's okay. Cause we're human, you know, it's always awesome when God, you know, circles it around and shows you that he really is doing something and there really is impact. And that's what keeps me going. Imagine assuming that this kid has continued his path, his walk with God. Uh, imagine his testimony and imagine the lives affected by that decision, by, by that just one decision, that just one conversation you had uh, with this kid especially somebody that comes from an environment that he came from with the intentions that he had. And I'm sure the connections that he had, how the love of God has just poured out of him and into all those other kids. What a, what a fantastic story, Orlando from turn the world off. Do you have uh do you have one favorite? Uh, it's like, it's like picking, a, you're picking your favorite child. I know, but do you have one favorite song yeah. for this project? <laughs> you know, the songs I migrate back to one of, one of my favorite songs, on this album. Um, and I think I have different favorites at different times because you know what I'm in the mood to listen to. I really like the, I need Christ song. Um, you know, it just talks about the different you know things that we go through. Sometimes you have pain, sometimes you have, you know, heartache. Um, you know, sometimes there's joy. Um, and then, you know, my hook line says, but when I feel like giving up, I know that I can count on God and that's why I need Christ. And, um, that lyric is just very meaningful to me personally. And I just kind of like the, the laid back, you know, mid tempo nature of the song. It, it's kind of laid back. Um, I tend to be laid back sometimes myself. So, you know, it's just kind of, um, a song I like, but you know, really throughout this, this album, I, I really like every album. Like I also like the, um, the year there, as you mentioned, um, 
And I'm really surprised that I've gotten so much feedback on just one. I've gotten a lot of emails. I've gotten a lot of feedback on that song. That was one that I wasn't even sure I was going to put on the album. And it was just a guitar and vocal. I said it was kind of like an outro. That song actually got played on quite a few gospel stations. I believe it uh, maxed out at, um, if I'm not mistaken, number 92. So it was like a, it was actually a top 100 gospel airplay um, because some of the people that were playing it, they just they, they, they like the message in the song. And that is one thing I believe with Christian music that is so powerful because the message really carries so much further than the than the uh, carrier of the message. You chose I Need Christ as your as your favorite. But really, Orlando, we've talked a lot about Just One. And and if you don't mind, we're going to take a take a minute and just listen to a sample of Just One uh, off of Turn the World Off by Orlando Rodriguez. Am I crazy to believe that what I can do will make a difference? Will I be heard or is this all a waste of my time? I need to know cause even if one life would change I would continue down this narrow path for you Even if one life turns to you And only one rededication to hurry back from this world I would do anything, go anywhere, sing any song from a song to just one, if just one. Orlando, how did you come to believe in Jesus Christ? Well, as I had uh, mentioned before, my conversion came through the Word of God. You know, I grew up um, in a Christian home, and, and as we've been having dialogue about, you know, my, my career life and music and um, coming from the pop culture and everything, it really was me, you know, dialing into the Word of God, reading the Word of God, reading it from Genesis to Revelation, and the book of Hebrews had stood out to me as the picture of who Christ is, and that, that, was, that was my conversion. It was, it was an experience in the Word of God. The more that I read the Word of God, the more I couldn't put it down. It just, that, that entire um, desire for God you know, as I was as I was going through that experience, and as I was realizing what I'd gone through in my life, you know, I just kind of threw myself at the Lord, and you know, repented of my sins, and just said, "God, I want you to use my life. Um, it doesn't have to be with music. I want I want all of me to to be consumed with you." Yeah, I just I just threw myself at the Lord, and and um, accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and you know, haven't looked back. But you you grew up in a Christian home, right? You said. Yeah, absolutely. Were they, for lack of ignorance here, Orlando, were they practicing Christians, fervent, on fire for, for, for God type of Christian home? Was this a fervent, on fire for God type of Christian home? Yeah, I mean, I grew up I grew up in a strong Christian home, no doubt. I mean, my mom, is a, she's an absolute prayer warrior. She is all about the Lord. If I did not follow uh, in her footsteps in particular, I would have absolutely no excuse. And then on top of that, I was really close to my grandmother, who was, I mean, to me, just an unbelievable example. Matter of fact, my record label, 103 Records, is the number 10 followed by the number 3 is 103, which actually is, is um, a representation of Psalms 103. And um, my grandmother, who didn't, who spoke very little English, uh, you wouldn't understand any of her English, 
she would read, she would recite to me. I had memory verses. She had memory chapters. So she wow. would recite to me chapters of the Bible verbatim. And I would just be like, wow. And I'd call her and say, you know, grandma, you know, you know, I call her uh, abuelita. I say, abuelita, you know, uh, share some scripture with me. And, you know, she would just recite right off the top of her head an entire chapter of the word of God. And I was just, I just couldn't believe that, you know, she was, um, so sharp, even late in, um, she went on to, uh, she had, uh, passed away a little while ago. And, and that was why I, um, with the, the label name, I had, um, put the 10, three records as a, as a reference to her and, um, her faith and how it encouraged me and how I'm a continuation of her legacy. So yeah, not just, not just my parents, but a lot of people in my family are strong believers. I do think that had a big impact, but you know, the one thing about it is you can have strong believers around you all day long, but unless the faith you have in Jesus Christ is your own, you can't borrow somebody's faith, you know, to get by on. So at some point I had to have my own conversion experience. And for me, um, reading the word of God and being basically convicted by the word, convicted by his word, um, is really what is really what woke me up and made me realize, you know, cause when you read the word of God, it will really show you where you're at and it'll show you that you need God. You know, that's my story. That's, that's my, uh, that's my testimony. So you grew up in a Christian home, went from a Christian home into secular music during, yes. during that time. Did you, did you ever have a time where you questioned your faith or even the existence of God? I've never questioned the existence of God. Um, I think what I have questioned or what, where I have had, you know, challenges is just in, you know, understanding the purpose, believing it to the core. Cause you know, when you go out and you are operating in your calling, it's not without challenges. It's not without having to get up and, and, and to work for it. And so there's been times when I've gone before the Lord and said, is this really what you want me to do? But so far as questioning who he is or, you know, questioning whether God exists, I've never, I've never wavered on the, the belief that God exists. I just feel like there's just too much, too obvious to me. I never, you know, the other, the other theory was, you know, other people talking about things like we came from monkeys or this, you know, we did. so it's just like, well, I, there, the, the alternatives don't really hold up. Even with that, I just think that there's so much evidence in terms of like who God is. Um, you, you see it in nature. Uh, we recently, um, actually, like two years ago, went on a, a vacation to the Smoky Mountains. You know, and it's like you go up and you see this this beauty, and you just look at this and you're like, this had to have been created. This is impossible to just be a mistake to just happen um, and by know, accident. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think, you know, we all have different maybe areas that, you know, we're challenged with. I think for me, just really believing and, and casting out, you know, any level of doubt that, you know, this is what you've been called to and, and, you know, to be able to continue. So, but as far as who God is, you know, I've always believed that, you know, God is who he is. Finally, as we wrap or wrap up Orlando, what would you say to that person that is right on faith's edge, making that choice to believe or not to believe in God? That's a good question. And I think that, um, I think in my experience, it's been like God has worked 
in different ways where sometimes people have asked me questions or they'll have been, you know, seeking or I'll have like, I don't have a, a like a, I don't have like a, a, a preset message that I give somebody if I feel they're, you know, right on edge. I think those things happen so personally and the Holy Spirit is so unique and so powerful. Um, the one thing I can just say is just for myself, I have no question that, you know, I've made the right decision and I believe that anybody I've never met, I've never met somebody who's walked with the Lord for 20, 30 years, 40 years. I've never met an older person um, with wisdom that I've been walking with the Lord for that long and said, man, this was just a terrible idea. What was I thinking? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so my, my message to anybody who's not walking with God is if you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. And, um, and I just say that with, with all respect, because at the end of the day, God is a gentleman. He doesn't force us to follow him. He's not going to force you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Um, one thing I do know from personal experience, if you decide to walk with Jesus Christ, if you decide to accept him as your Lord and Savior, you will not be sorry with that choice. Um, my own personal life, I mean, I'm an absolute you know, in, in some ways where I, where I look at what I'm doing, what, what I say, what I'm doing, what God has been doing in my life and where he's taken me even to this point and how he's allowed me to live out my dream. I've never had to compromise for that. And, and God, um, God is in the business of life change and, and I'm one of his customers. You know, I'm, I'm here to serve the Lord. And I really believe that anybody who makes that choice is going to have the same experience that I have because God one of the best things about him is that he um, he has an inexhaustible amount of resource. So it's not like if he blesses me, he won't have enough left over to bless you or bless the next person. And so um, I just I, w- I would tell anybody who's who's even remotely thinking about God, um, you, you need to go all in, and um, you you need you need to give God a chance. And I guarantee you that. Um, if you do that and if you do it with a pure heart and if you do it without any, you know, ulterior motives or, you know, any, you know, weird attitudes towards God and you just come to him humbly and go before him, um, he will change your life. I don't think we can say anything more than that. The album is called Turn the World Off by Orlando Substance Rodriguez. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank you. I had a great time. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Here's how to get your own free copy of Orlando's Turn the World Off. Reach out to me in any way whatsoever. You can sign up for show updates at onfaithsedge.com. You can follow and leave a comment at the On Faith's Edge uh, Facebook page. You can follow me and share a tweet on Twitter or just send me an email at onfaithsedge.com. Or Joe at OnFaithSedge.com. That's Joe at OnFaithSedge.com. Reach out to me in any way whatsoever, including those ways that I just uh, that I just mentioned, and I will pull a random winner. And if you want to buy the turn your your own copy of Turn the World Off, please consider using the Amazon link in today's show notes at OnFaithSedge.com slash eighty five. That's OnFaithSedge.com slash eighty five. We'll get a small commission from the from Amazon. But it won't cost you a penny more. This link, the link to Matthew 25 Ministries, and all the other links are available in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 
85. That's on faceedge.com slash 85. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you to Orlando Rodriguez for being with us. And thank you for listening. You mean a lot to me and you mean a lot to this show. Remember, God is real. He loves you. And so do I. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you. 